In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This is the podcast of a woman named Rad and a man named Paul. Welcome to Game for Anything. On today's show, Rad will tell us all about the Talos Principle 2. (laughs) AI dialogue has players begging for silence in the new Silent Hill and Marvel Snap might get snapped out of existence. I'm about to snap you out of existence with those puns, Paul. Oh, no. We Uh, certainly have opinions. (laughs) Something that I know about you is that you have a couple vices (laughs) in this world. Opium is one of them. I should darn well hope not, sir. That is an illegal substance. I'm down at the den every Saturday. (laughs) But one of them is Fortnite skins. And the other major one, I would maybe say, is Marvel Snap. Yeah, it's a problem. Every time they release a new release or a season or whatever. Yeah, it's... It's almost an unconscious process at this point. Yeah, and you may have heard the news that Newverse, who is the publisher of Marvel Snap, mm-hmm. the child company, can you say that? Well, the parent company's a thing. Parent company's a thing. I don't think child company is a thing. Let's make it happen. Which is the child company of ByteDance, which is also the parent company of TikTok. So they're sibling companies. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. Uh, long story short, <laughs> the publishers of Marvel Snap are going to be closed down because ByteDance is de-investing in gaming altogether. So de-investing games is a big thing, right? Like, what does this actually mean? They are pulling literally millions of dollars out of the gaming space, which seems wild when gaming is a booming industry and they've got the money to burn. Like, this is a company that I think reported... 54 million US dollars in revenue in the first half of 2023. No, was it million or billion? <laughs> no, a... it surely was surely it was million. It can't be billion. I mean, it I've can't be billion. I've spent quite a bit on the game, but not that much. See, this is the thing, Paul. I'm dumb when it comes to numbers. Oh, I'm mathematically illiterate. I can barely count. I may I may be also a little bit the same. Point is though, big, <laughs> big company, thousands of jobs being lost. Yep. And it's just a, such an interesting choice for a company that's really in the tech space. But, you know, I guess they they said that they looked at their portfolio, they reviewed their revenue, they're doing business and they're like, games ain't it for us. But Marvel Snap is incredibly popular. But is it critically popular or financially popular or both? I mean, look, it's not like I've gone and looked up what the critics are saying about Marvel Snap because it's the kind of game that it's just hooking in its audience and they're loving it. You're not necessarily looking up what the critics are saying about it to know whether or not to play it. It's like Fortnite. Like, barrier of entry is low. Yeah. You go in, you have a bunch of fun, and then before you know it, you've spent $500 on packs, haven't you, Paul? We, you Okay. <laughs> How much Armani I've spent on Fortnite skins is... Uh, is it... I'm... It's between you and God. I'm really worried, actually, because the thing is, I try to think about value propositions. I try to think about how much enjoyment do I derive? And the fact is, sometimes I buy them because they're going away and I can't let them slip out of my fingers. No, you don't. Yeah, so I have a skin that I'm like, you know, 
I could take it or leave it, but I, I know what it is. There's name recognition, and if it never came back, I might want it one day. They've done that thing where they've, like, faked scarcity for you? Yes, they do that. Yeah. And, in fact, they did that with the um, Stranger Things Day 11 skin of her in the Hawaiian shirt and an ego waffle emoji. I'm never going to – I might use it once, but the fact that it went away after one day, you saw me. I almost quit yeah. the game for good. He called – you <laughs> You called me. You called me and you were like, Rad, I yeah. missed out on the 11 skin. And I was like, okay, Paul, I care about you and the things you care about. And actually what you said was, I'm really mad for you. I get why you're angry. Did I? Yeah, you did. You were really nice about oh, it. Yeah. That's nice. It I was, must have been in a good mood. There was a lot of love in the room. It was yeah, great. Good. So the thing is my stable of skins, which sounds so much like a horror film, my stable of... <laughs> It, yeah, well, next year, coming next year. Eli Roth's stable of skins. I actually think I'm only ever going to use maybe four of them. But what would you do? Okay, so Marvel Snap apparently is going to be sticking around even though the publisher is closing down. They've yeah. said, we're going to, Thanos can't finger us. <laughs> I take that back. What would you do if Fortnite were to shut down all your skins and now for nothing? There's two wolves inside of me. You know what, forget the wolves, that's a stupid metaphor. <laughs> I actually think I would be genuinely uh, gutted for a while. I'd be angry. I'd want to know if there was some way to get some sort of physical, like a, I don't know, like a certificate. You're with... like, I'm going to need high quality statuettes of all my skins. That's not the worst idea in the world, actually. Oh, or maybe some sort of oil painting with all, no, you know what? The second wolf is right. The second wolf I was about to get to is the one that would feel weirdly freed. Like if someone had grabbed my drugs and flushed them down the toilet, I'd be angry for a second. Then I'd go, thank you. You have liberated me from this terrible fix I need. I feel like that's words from a man that's never suffered from a serious addiction, but okay. Sure, <laughs> I mean, that is that is how you would feel. I mean, I have um, spent dollars on Fortnite skins, so. Have you actually? No, I was just pulling a figure oh out of there that would sound bad, but I'm a little worried. <sighs> it could be I mean, you think about the price of a game, right? Think about, let's say $99.95 for a premium game. The game comes out, you play it a lot. If I think about the amount of hours I've played a Fortnite and the amount of money I've spent, I think it balances out until they release the Omni-Man skin from Invincible, a show which, can I confess something really depressing? Okay. I knew those skins were coming out. This is, I shouldn't be telling you this on the show. I knew the skins were coming out. I thought I might like that. But in order to buy the skins and to justify the oh, purchase... No, you had to watch the entire show. I had to watch the show. Now, I liked the show, but I didn't love it. Did I buy the skins? Yeah, I did. Paul, I need to confess something to you then. <sighs> I love memes. Yeah. Because who doesn't? I'm a child of the internet. Mm -hmm. And there was a period of time where there were a lot of memes popping up that I didn't understand because I hadn't watched the content to which they referred. Okay. And because I am someone who does my research, I like to be involved, I went and watched the entire series. Guess what show that was? What show? 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> Which, if you are familiar at all, isn't a good show. It's not, it's extremely problematic in so many ways, extremely problematic. Yeah. Watched the entire thing, was like, didn't enjoy a single episode. Got to the end, looked at the memes, none of them were good. Not a single one was funny. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I relate to the completionism so hard, but yours didn't cost you anything apart from time, right? I mean, time is money, so I'm told. Time is money, yes. Mm -hmm. But do you understand and sympathise with the need of mine to buy the skins and spend the money? I mean, I know retail therapy is a real thing. You get a real cognitive hit off it, right? But do you think I'm a monster is what I'm asking. <laughs> Look, I've had my days of microtransactions and skins yeah. with Dota. 
Uh, I used to play so much Dota. Interesting. Why? Well, because I now I get to ask you how much money have you spent on Dota? Um, conservatively. Conservatively, oh god, maybe around that mark. Yeah. Over over like more than a decade. Okay. So is it even really that bad? Not really. Over... I mean, just buy a cup of coffee, yeah. the price of a cup of coffee. I know. Well, how much money do people spend on dinners out a year? You know, speaking of skins, a game that you played recently has characters who don't have any. Oh uh, well, they have <laughs> arguably have skin on their face. They have pliable faces. I don't know why I'm caring about the accuracy of the segue, Paul. <laughs> Just let it Hang Just on. let it happen. What is skin is a whole other discussion. Oh, well, it's an organ. The biggest organ on the body. It is. It's an organ that's made up of several different layers that I don't have anything else. There's nothing else in there. I can tell you things that are in skin. You ever run across a bridge and it starts collapsing under you and you hope you get to the other it's side? It's part of in the integumentary system. That's amazing. In Integ? Integ. Yeah, integumentary system. I was told by a philosopher once that you uh, regenerate so many parts of your cells and body over the years that technically speaking that by the time you die, you're a totally different person. Every seven years. Every seven years? Yeah. In Chinese um, astrology, every seven years you go through a massive period of change. Yeah, because all your cells replaced. So, what, are you? hang on, are you the, the new person on like day one of year one of the seven year no, cycle? No, because the cells are just replacing themselves on their own cycle. Like, it's not like... It's not like you're a cicada and you shed the skin all at once as you crawl out of the ground screaming. Have you heard, speaking of crawling out of the ground screaming, have you heard about the cicadas who wake up at the wrong time? Oh, and they don't get to, they don't get to bone? If you ever hear a lone cicada, it's yearning to bone, but it's woken up like six months too early or too late because their body clock was wrong. No, that's really sad. It's really, really really sad and with that in mind the Talos Principles <laughs> uh, so in Talos Principle 2 you like a cicada emerge from the cocoon of your dream uh, so basically Talos Principle was a game that came out a couple of years ago that you can kind of think of like portal in the desert with tripods hmm. so it's a it's a puzzle game First person, you're walking around and you're sort of picking up these tripods that um, allow you to like split laser beams or jam doors or put portals up and you use it to puzzle your way out of sort of desert looking maze areas with sandstone and stuff. Doesn't sound fun. Well, it's a puzzle game. Do you like puzzle games? Yeah, but in a puzzle game, I need a little more than just like one setting, one type of weather, one type of mechanic. Like I need variety. So Portal presents itself as a thing set in a factory, right? Okay, yes. Uh, I was about to like argue with you and be like, Portal was pretty much all in my factory, but then yeah. Talos Principle 1, in my opinion, mm. was a solid, decent-ish game, but it was kind of like, it's reminding me too much of Portal. Why wouldn't I just play Portal, which has better puzzles mm -hmm. and is more interesting and like more pizzazz to it. So Talos Principle 2 comes along and I'm like, look, I do love puzzle games. I'm willing to give her another shot. Boot it up and I play for like 20 minutes in the tutorial. I'm like, oh, it's the exact same game. Gotcha, yeah. And then, Paul, it just takes this hard left turn. And I don't want to give too much away, but I will say that the game has opened up and done things that was so unexpected to me that I've only played an hour, but I'm like, where is this going to go? Is this even going to come back to puzzles? I love that so much. Now, I don't know what kind of a rapid genre shift it's undergone, but does it go as far as like turning into a third person shooter? Does it go top down isometric? Like what, like how, how drastic is the shift? So far, completely different genre. Mm. 
so far it's done something where I'm like, I genuinely maybe wouldn't be surprised if it turned into like Halo or something. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's kind of blowing my mind because again, Talos Principle 1 was decent, but I was like, uh, I wouldn't say that it's a like must play. Mm. And look, again, only an hour in, it may just go straight back to being puzzles and potentially throw away what is the beginning of a very beautiful thing. Yeah. But it may not. And I'm just so excited that it's done something that's completely thrown me, completely surprised me. And I wanted to know, do you have any moments in media, can be anything, can be games, mm. TV, movies, mm -hmm. music, sure. that blew your mind the first time you went through it? You were like, this is such a tonal shift, wasn't expecting it, because I want more of this feeling. I'm addicted. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. In, I believe, Assassin's Creed 3. I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed fan. The lore gets a bit muddy and whatever. But the Assassin's Creed, the first few games, follow a character called Desmond. And he basically gets in like a pod. And then you flash back to memories of ancestors of his, right? And the ancestors are always assassins. All throughout history, having adventures like um, the Magic School Bus style. <laughs> That's a crossover I would pay to play. But <laughs> in the third game, you start and you're following this guy who is about to assassinate a uh, bad guy in an opera house. And you do the assassination and you play probably three to four hours of the game. And it's all happening and you haven't played as Desmond yet. You're just beautiful historical drama. And you meet up with the other assassins and you find out that you've got a love interest. And it's such a cool game. And then you finally head into this secret hideout. Again, three to four hours into the game. And uh, then he basically takes off his thing and he's wearing the insignia of the Templar. And then it turns out you've been playing as the bad guys the <gasps> whole time. And this is the pre-credits extended tutorial. And Desmond's like, I'm sorry, what? And then it zips back and you finally appear as Desmond. And then they're like, yeah, uh, this ancestor was a bad guy. And it's such an incredible reveal. But having Desmond literally interrupt the narrative and the story pauses almost record scratch style and you yeah. get yanked out. And it was so cool because I guarantee you there were people in that room going, that's too weird. Let's not go ahead with that. But I respected the pitch so much. And also after two full games, yeah. they're not short games. No, they're long. Two full games of being told one narrative you're expecting to jump in the same one and you're like it's gonna be the same thing like I know what a sequel is that's fine you know I want something a little bit fresh but I'm I'm here to drink from the same cup yeah and for them to throw that water in your face kind of love it it's so good and what happens then is you switch tracks and you start playing as a young boy um, in a Native American tribe and he is kind of like the bastard son of the bad guy you played as. And then the you, the daddy becomes the bad guy throughout the game. So your antagonist is you from earlier. Oh, daddy issue game. It's a little kinky. Have you seen the series Beef? No. I think it's the second to last episode. Mm. It takes a massive tonal shift. So the, the whole series is essentially uh, two people get into a road rage incident with each other. And it starts to become a series of escalating events. Yeah. They, they're trying to one-up each other, get back, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I think it's the second to last episode of the season. There is a massive shift, tonal shift. Stuff starts to happen that literally I went, oh, my God, 
What is this show? Oh, that's so What good. is happening? Oh, that's so exciting. You must go watch it. I will, and I genuinely think there should be a repository for things like this. Now, the only reason they did Assassin's Creed 3 is because it feels safe because it's Assassin's Creed 3, there's like 19 games, and this one critically was panned. And I think it was panned partly because people didn't like the shift. Whereas I went, you took a risk. I like risks being taken. You have to do shifts, right? Like, look, the fact that Talos Principle 2 has done this, yeah. even if it goes back to being what it was before, mm. I'm still excited about it. And I'm still going to talk about it. And if you don't take those risks, like, what's the point? What's the point in making the exact same game? You may as well at that point just make it as a games as a service. You may as well just release DLC yeah. for the base game, which is, okay, this is an aside. This is what I think that Just Dance should be doing. They shouldn't be releasing their yearly games anymore. Mm -hmm. They should just lean fully into Just Dance Unlimited, do it as that subscription service, and have people doing their bang and dances. Ah, oh, but the problem is people don't subscribe, do they? They need that push of the new release. Yeah. People like putting down a chunk of cash for a thing in the moment, which is how I approach Fortnite skins. Mm. I am so excited to watch Beef. I love a creative pivot, and if listeners have any that they think would blow our minds, oh please gosh, get please, in touch. Please. please. Because there is something so fun. And it can be music. I mean, I, I, not, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But... Uh, Sleep Token, The Summoning. Yeah. Song from their latest album. The whole album is fantastic, mind you. I love Sleep Token. I think mm. they do really interesting stuff. But yeah, tonal it's just about tonal shifts, isn't it? I tonal it. shift in the second, the last like third of the song. One of my favorite tonal shifts musically is Max Richter, who uh, redid Vivaldi's Four Seasons. If you're a fan of Chef's Table, mm -hmm. right? Which I deeply am. You deeply are. A lot of the music from Chef's Table is from that. But he took Four Seasons and didn't really announce. He's like, I'm doing an arrangement of Four Seasons, which in the classical music world means you're going to turn the strings up a bit or whatever. He took it apart took the constituent parts and made almost new music out of Four Seasons. And initially it was regarded as heresy, but when people listened, they went, it's kind of as good if not better. I would love mm. a Skrillex remix of Four Seasons. Skrillex, if you're listening. Actually, no, I would love a DJ Mandy remix of Four Seasons. Can we make that happen? Someone get DJ Mandy on this. Can you imagine if DJ Mandy did a remix of our uh, intro? I was actually just imagining it which is bad radio, just sitting silent, <laughs> imagining things. And you know what, Paul? Paul, from the future editing this, I'm not going to give you the luxury of an audio bed. You sit there in your silence and you suck it up. Speaking of tonal shifts, uh, I'm going to do one for us now. This podcast is audio, but what about silence? Very good. Well done. I've had better in my time, but that's okay. You look very happy with yourself. You know who isn't happy with themselves? The makers of Silent Hill Ascension, because they've been accused of using AI to write game dialogue. No! Yes. Now, we are going to sit here and just very quickly try and ascertain whether they did in fact do that. So Silent Hill Ascension has been going through the ringer. It's an episodic horror game. Here's the thing. The players get to vote on where the story goes. Think of like a telltale game, but each chapter, the people playing it, the player base get to actually decide where the story goes in the next episode or chapter or whatever. So there's a degree of the player base nudging the plot in certain directions, right? So they're releasing episodes. Yeah. And the player base are playing through the episode. Then mm. at the end, they like go to a website and vote. Well, here's the thing, Rad. If you own the season pass, you can vote. And if you spend more money, you get more voting power. Okay. Don't love that. Don't love that. Mm. But the problem is that they implemented it as part of the decision-making process, a in-game chat 
which is full of people voting on what outcomes they want. The problem is it was very quickly flooded with posts like this from a user named Cumslut, and they said, I vote for Pyramid Head to appear with Big Boing Boing. <laughs> so they quickly shut down chat and then we're going to kind of take the reins a little bit more. Very quick aside, what yeah. do you think a Boing Boing is? I don't know Pyramid Head's gender, but I would say a Boing Boing is just anything between the belly button and the knees that's got a certain Jojo Siwa. Oh, okay. Yeah, what do you think it is? Um, well, the, the main <laughs> body part that I'm aware of that might Boing Boing yeah. would be the boobies, no? Aren't they Boing Boings? Or do you get one Boing per boobie? Left I regret bringing us here. I don't know why I always do this. I'm like, oh, I have an, a question that I feel like I want to know the answer to. Yeah. As soon as we start talking about it, I'm like, I'm bailing. My dad was like that on road trips. He'd go, let's go check this out. And then halfway there, he'd go, no, that's a bad idea. He'd just pull us around and he'd leave, you know. And I think there's a lot of power in that, just leaving when, when you don't like something anymore. Something that I had to learn as an adult is, you know, as a kid, if I went swimming, yeah. doesn't matter how cold it is, I would stay in that water because I'm like, yeah, we're swimming. Be freezing, mm. be miserable. But now as an adult, mm -hmm. even if I'm in the pool for two minutes and I'm like, I don't like this anymore, I leave. And that is growth. And that's what I'm doing now when I say, tell me more. <laughs> about every <laughs> anything you're getting to past Boing Boing. Okay, here's the thing. The player base of this game should exercise your level of restraint and mm -hmm. adultness and get out of the pool that is Silent Hill Ascension. They're not, though. They're staying in. So as I pointed out, the people who are staying in are paying more and more money to contribute to the plot. And here's one thing they can do. So players have been having a repetitive run-in, a very odd run-in, with a random man in the woods partway through the game who proclaims that he's out looking for berries. And the character's actual name is Crimson Rain 722 so when this character enters the game, a title card comes up as if it's a celebrity and it says Crimson Rain 722 as Forager. So it's a title card. People are calling this character Berry Man, but basically it is a cameo character that somebody has paid enough money to have named after them, right? Oh. And because it's a throwaway extra character, the suggestion was the dialogue is so bad because they've just used AI to fill in the blanks and create a character, right? Okay. A okay. low a low stakes trespasser on your land. So the dialogue's very bad and I wanted to run it by you uh -huh. and see what you thought. So Berryman is confronted by the player who's holding a shotgun and Berryman says, I I I'm just foraging for wild berries. I stumbled on a Great patch of rowan berries over here. And then you ask them if they've seen anything strange, and Berryman says, I've been rooting for berries and other things for several seasons now. I like to make jams. I sell them in town. I could bring you some. Maybe you and your family would like that. And then he just walks away. Now, is that AI? Or is it just bad writing? Or is it a reasonable thing to say when you're out in the woods looking for rowan berries and someone puts a gun in your face? I don't know. Look, I've played enough Bethesda games. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere I'm going, you know what, Todd? This is uh, some of your best work. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel a little bit bad about it. I, look. He's so rich. He's fine. It's true. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're writing ever so much dialogue, mm. some things aren't your best work. That's going to happen. Not everything can be your best work. That's the thing. But that does sound a little bit like it was written by an approximation of a conversation. Or a non-writer. Yeah. So well, even, I feel like even a non-writer would do better than that because they would write in context a little bit more, right? Like if someone says like, have you seen anything strange? They don't go, but berries, let me tell you all the things I can do with berries. And like, literally it sounds like your one personality trait, yeah. forager, you're talking about berries, go. Yes, but you could also give that brief to an intern, right? Who might then panic, yeah? 
Because the thing is, I'm but, ha- but they have the context of like everything else that's going on. That it's a Silent Hill game. Yeah. Because I assume they could click dialogue options, right? No, there's no clicking. It oh. literally it plays as a cutscene. Oh. So you and your like daughter are running through the woods, and this person appears, and this cutscene plays, and it's really odd. I mean, Berry Man is an odd character, and the transaction issue means that someone has paid now. Imagine paying your good (laughs) hard-earned dollars and you end up being Berry Man. Somehow that seems, that makes me feel a little bit better about my um, dollars worth of Fortnite skins. I don't think it could. Sweetie, you don't have that much disposable income. Not anymore. (laughs) Spend on my Fortnite skins. You know I got Omni-Man, he has a moustache like I do. Anyway, the whole thing's bizarre garbage, right? And it prompted the CEO of the company to say this. Every word in Ascension was written by real people. Across that, (laughs) methinks he doth protest too much. I would also love it if this statement was written by AI. Let's pretend it is. Every word in Ascension was written by real people, many of whom have long-running careers in writing across our 100, 000 plus words, zero are authored by LLMs or AI, and all are from the dedicated work of a talented team. But then Vulture did an article about the making of. I'm going to read here from Vulture. Navok, that's the CEO, actually scrapped the AI that Genvid had planned to use for both animation and writing. One scene showed a, and I quote, character getting up, taking something from a fridge, sitting down, and repeating the whole thing five nightmarish times. Now, guys, we've all done that. Let's not pretend this is an AI problem. That's a Saturday night. That's a, that's a I'm bored and sad problem. I feel like it may have been better for him to just say that they did use AI and say, you know, look, we are trying to push into innovative spaces so that we can deliver more, better content for you. Mm. And this technology is obviously still in its infancy. Um, we apologize. You know, we want to do better for you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I could be their PR person. Because by saying that, no, our employees, whomst we are paying, yes. wrote this dialogue and we back it. We think this was good. <laughs> that just means it's not going to get better. Like, if you can't see the areas that you need to improve, how are you ever going to improve? Also, I mean, I think they should bring Bradley the intern out and shame him publicly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if someone, if a human wrote it, tell us who. Yeah. Tell us who. Unless it's your son. Oh my God, it's his son. Maybe he wrote it. Oh my, oh my God, a single tear rolls down the CEO's cheek. Oh, what if Todd wrote it and Todd scared them into putting that character in? No, leave Todd alone. Haven't we, hasn't, hasn't he suffered enough at our hands? Well, no, because it turns out Todd is in the pocket of Big Rowanberry and they, <laughs> they need to plug it as much as they can. It does feel a bit like, so sometimes in TV and film, you'll see a character or an actor who is really bad, but is also in a very small role. Sometimes that is the boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever of the executive producer. And part of the reason the film or TV project got funded at all is because that was one of the provisos. So maybe Berry Man is a sort of, uh, we had to put it in, let's all have a laugh, at least the game got made moment. Maybe Berry Man is a Nepo baby. Nepo, a Berry, a Nepo Berry, Berry. Nope, leave it. All right, I think your brain is cooked. We are done here. That is this episode of Game for Anything. Thanks for hanging out. See you soon. You are like the king of long goodbyes. And that is the first time you've ever just been like, yep, done. Like we'll be talking on the phone (laughs) and you literally have to go. Like there'll be something imminent happening. Yeah. And you'll be like, "Uh, yeah, so um, it's been, I have to go, but it's been so great talking to you. Um, I hope you have a great week. Uh, You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to when we do this other thing together. And I just, I just want you to know. And I'm like, bro, go. We talk every day. It's fine. But so what is what is going on with you that you're just like, yeah, bye? I became self-conscious about dialogue um, oh. and I didn't want to deliver any bad dialogue. So I thought, just don't, just deli- don't deliver any. Berry man, is that you? Have you considered these? <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.